0: What's up everyone? This is the Sultan of Salt, Damian Salty G, and you are listening to The Big Gold Belt. Damien Salty G here on Big Gold Belt, documenting this week's NWA Power. Find me on Twitter at G 347 as well as on Instagram, Coach G. So I got to admit, this is my second time watching NWA Power, and the first one I saw was Episode 2. I thought it was a great mix of old school and new school. I thought for those who grew up on WCW Worldwide, like I did, or, or WCW Saturday Night, where you had this full-sale vibe, this NXT full-sale vibe, but before NXT full-sale was a thing, the whole being filmed right before a studio audience. So there was a lot of things in the first episode I saw that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and it was explained to me that that was the point. For one, these commercials. They are so cringeworthy. These Austin Idol commercials with with kayfabe cocktails, and then the the other one with, chicken and waffles or or waffles and tire irons and i know i'm not the audience for that because i'm from the northeast but just watching it makes me want to just cringe (laughs) but again that I, i feel like that's the point because nwa just like wow women superheroes sometimes the whole point is for it to be over the top so while i was watching it that's this time around episode four i was trying to keep an open mind and just watch it for what it is and just enjoy the the work and the uh, pretty much just everything that goes with it. So honestly, like always, I'm not going to do a review show. I'm just gonna tell you what I liked, what I didn't like, what stood out, what didn't stand out, which could use some work. I still don't get the lack of entrance music, even though it's it's something that maybe may not be a big deal to some. For me, it's look. It's very reminiscent of a Nintendo NES style wrestling where they didn't have any theme songs coming to the ring. Now, I know back in the days before I probably was born, there were no entrance themes, but it would have been a nice wrinkle. That's just me. Uh, Seeing Trevor Murdoch back after God knows how many years where he went into hibernation or hiatus, it's good to see him back. Uh, Josephus caught me off guard just looking at him, kind of has this wild man look about him. The match was nothing nothing to really write home about i feel like this whole show was nothing to write home about but here i am documenting it for you anyway i don't dig the dawson's there is something missing from them this is my second time seeing them and usually i give it about two or three times where i see a talent and then i make my my final judgments i know who am i to judge but just as a fan and as someone who critiques and studies for a living Uh, They don't do anything for me. Eddie Kingston and Homicide, they are world-renowned veterans. We know them to be able to work a pretty decent match. But they are up there in in age at this point. And the Dawson's just, I don't know. It was a no-DQ match. It didn't seem like they could keep up. The Wild Cards got involved, which looked like fake Highlanders, if you remember the Highlanders from WWF days or WWE days. The match itself was jointed and, and and or disjointed and wonky, and it didn't feel it didn't flow right, didn't look right, didn't feel right to watch. A lot of, and I feel like in this episode of Power, as opposed to episode two, which was the first I had seen, there was a better flow the first time I saw this product uh, till now. Uh, it just didn't go right in that tag team match. No DQ match was what it was. Kingston kind of gets attacked by both teams and then takes the pin fine whatever if that's going to be eddie kingston's role and homicide's role is to put over the young talent i'm okay with it now we all know if you don't know me by now we all know for the most part i am a big women's wrestling supporter connoisseur reviewer cover i I covered it back in the day for multiple networks i'm the guy that would used to take A a women's wrestling assignment when nobody wanted to take a women's wrestling assignment to cover it. So I say that only to say Ashley Vox and Marty Bell was not a good match at all. Slow, again, disjointed. I don't know if Marty and Ashley just didn't have chemistry. It didn't flow really well to me personally in the time they were given. Marty Bell looked like she had a lot of ring rust. I don't know when the last time she wrestled was. The last time I saw her was on the May Young Classic against Rachel Ellering. We all know how that match ended up. Ashley Vox had a pretty decent showing the last time against Allison K. But no disrespect to Marty Bell, she's no Allison K. So Ashley did the best she could. I I thought, given the circumstances, but it wasn't that great of a match either. So so far we're zero for two here on the Damon scale documenting nwa power for the big gold belt the match of the night for me was ricky starks and aaron stevens not because it was a great match but because it was entertaining and i think that's the point with wrestling is that it's supposed to be entertaining more often than not aaron stevens formerly known as damon sandow doesn't look like he's been kind of doing too much wrestling during his acting career or his acting phase so i feel as if the NWA is a good way for him to kind of work his way back into the wrestling circle. I just said this to someone. I literally just said, if of all the people I've seen on NWA Power so far, the one that has stepped up the most is Ricky Starks. I think he has obviously a look, he has a presence, but he actually... Can wrestle and match his ring presence. And he's decent on the mic. And that slap he gave Aaron Stevens prior to the match starting during their promo. I thought was amazing. I think so far he's the one that stands out most to me. While watching NWA Power. More so than Cabana. More so than Anderson. Or Aldis. Or both Storms. I think right there going forward. I can see Ricky Starks being elevated up the card. And being a fan favorite. Because he just has that. That vibe about him that you just want to either boo or love and appreciate can go both ways. As a healer, as a face, I think I think that's that's the guy. He's the one I'm looking out uh, looking at most in NWA Power. And then we had the six man with Team Aldis, Nick Aldis, Anderson, Cole Cabana versus Team Storm, James Storm, and the Wild Cards. Like I called them before, they just remind me of the Highlanders. This match, while good. From an action standpoint, I have no connection to any six of these people. I used to like Mr. Anderson when he was Ken Kennedy. I've always liked how Nick Aldis looks as he's he's presented as a champion. I've never been a Colt Cabana fan. I've never been a James Storm guy. The wild cards are new to me, so I have to get to see them a little bit more. But I did not have a major connection in any of these matches especially this this main event even though it was good so all in all i can honestly say if i had to give a rating scale even though i'm not rating matches overall show presentation i know it's supposed to be simple the crowd after a while gets on my damn nerves because it's it's as if i'm going to one of those really bad indie shows and the crowd tries to get themselves over and then they wind up overtaking the actual talent going on inside the ring i feel that this episode the crowd was more audible with their chants and their rants and just being annoying just it didn't sit well with me i think the crowd maybe this was the fourth taping out of four and people were just antsy or ornery i don't know the order but it just didn't work with the crowd being snippy and snarky seemed like a typical wrestling crowd I didn't see that in episode two. I thought they they were a little bit more on par with being appreciative of what was happening in the ring. So if I had to rate this overall, I'd give it probably a C-D+, as a rating overall for a show. It didn't stand out to me. Honestly, match of the show overall, from an action standpoint, was a six-man. But I had no connection to anyone in that match. Now, the person I looked out for most, like I said before, Ricky Starks, for me, is the guy that NWA can push a little bit more to get him up the card and and challenge, eventually, either Storm or Cabana or even Nick Aldis. I'm not a Nick Aldis guy. Uh, my friend Rob on Twitter once referred to Nick Aldis as, you know, the pregame champ, where he looks the part, he acts the part, he sounds the part. But when he's in the ring... Nothing to write home about. I feel the same way about Eli Drake. Nothing to write home about. Great on the stick, great on the microphone. Nothing else beside that. But that's just me. This is Damien Salty G, the Sultan of Salt. Thank you for tuning in to my NWA Power review on the Big Gold Bell podcast stream. Thank you so much. Damien G347 on Twitter, Coach Damien G on Instagram. Have a good one, folks. Oh, wow.